In every hero's journey, there's a turning point. The hero reaches their true potential. From humble beginnings, they are fully transformed by the adventure they've just been on. Their struggles don't cease, but they're now powerful and confident in their ability to thwart any and all dangers that stand in their way. For a business on the path to unicorn status, this turning point is no different. A moment when the business is poised to tackle opposition and seize its destined future. That turning point happens when the business is made up of committed employees who have the tools and the talent required to accomplish anything. And should any problems arise, they'll tackle those too. This is Zero to Unicorn. Last time on Zero to Unicorn, we learned how Norhart is disrupting the construction industry by bringing various trades in-house, constructing factories to build efficiencies, and turning to their employees for inspiring solutions to common problems. But hiring the best of the best and building an infrastructure to accomplish their goals isn't enough for Norhart to reach its true turning point and rocket towards the company's goals of achieving unicorn status and having real impact on the world. They'd need to be able to meet challenges and obstacles. Like, for example, a sudden loss of funding. Here's Norhart CEO Mike Kading. So at the start of COVID, we had a number of loans put together for a new project that we were doing. In one particular loan, we were a week or two away from closing on the deal, which means that that would lock in the bank and we'd be guaranteed that financing. They'd already done all of their due diligence. They were on board. We had a solid deal. Everything was, was good. I think the top people at the bank at that point decided that they were not gonna do any more loans, just out of an abundance of caution, because they were afraid of what was going on within the world given COVID. And they made total sense, but it put us on a terrible spot. When I arrived at Norhart. This is Tim, Norhart's CFO. He's like, okay, bad news. Uh, this lender pulled their financing on us and the way he made it sound was they were very close to closing, which I, from the things I had seen, you know, they had executed a term sheet, which even that lender says we historically prior to this had never gone back on an executed term sheet. I've had lenders tell me that today, even, you know, we're working with a new small bank with a lot of, uh, you know, long time bank executives that kind of make up their board tell me, I, hey, you know, my career, I've never gone back on a term sheet. And I, I believe him and I respect that. And I'm also like, yeah, well, someone else never went back on a term sheet until they went back on a term sheet. Granted, again, I didn't work here, but like it was the first time for everything sort of a thing. You know, Mike also had the appraisal in hand, which typically a lot of times what you're doing is like, you've done all the work, you've signed up the loan, you're working through legal and it's just like, wait, the last thing is usually the appraisal to get delivered and then check out. And then when they say this is good to go, you know, you move towards closing. So the fact that he had a finished appraisal in hand was like, oh yeah, he was probably within a couple of days or weeks of closing at this point. 
If we didn't get this loan lined up, that means our team wouldn't have a new project and I'd have to lay off the entire construction staff. We're also looking to break ground, I think in like May um, on this project. It's March 20th. We are you know, caught without a loan and it is COVID which had different kind of bank appetites for financing. So going right up into COVID, as I kind of alluded to before, you know, rates were very low. So financing was good from that standpoint. Um, going right into COVID, now there's all of a sudden this like kind of pause skittish factor of like, we we don't know what's going to happen with the world. We don't know if like multifamily is going to be a safe asset class. We don't want to lend. We don't know what's going to happen let alone to your business, but ours. Like the bank's like, I don't know what my job even entails anymore. So kind of, you know, going back to this this one bank, they pulled a term sheet, which is, uh, I just say, uh, not something often done. This is untenable. And so we had a new hire at the time, Tim, who is our CFO. This was his trial by fire. We were in a very small office together and we just pounded the payment. So my job entailed, okay, now I've got to go find a loan in record time at a company I, you know, just started for. So, you know, going into these conversations of, you know, whatever, sell the company, sell the project, and I'm brand new here. And then we got a list of every bank large enough to do our deal in the Midwest, and we just started calling and calling and calling. I think we had something like 60 banks and every day we'd go back through that list and call and plead and beg and try to figure out what opportunities are out there. And day after day, we kept scratching another one off the list, removing another one, removing another one. And it just, I don't know, it was, it was tense because the list kept dwindling. I'm so glad we hired Tim when we did. It was just at the right time, just what I needed for additional support and figuring out these loans. Uh, we worked side by side. I would be calling, he would be calling, uh, working through these deals, interacting with the banks, putting financial spreadsheets together and anal analytics. We were providing the banks the different nuanced data that they needed for their own internal reviews. The question going through our head is, would we actually find a bank that would be willing to work with us or would our list come to zero and now we're stuck laying off our team? Boy, weeks went by, months went by and at one point, one banker that I have a good relationship with uh, reached out and said, you know, Mike, I know of someone. I know you've been focused on banks, but there's actually a credit union that may be interested in this deal. Now, ultimately, what I would say is the lender that pulled the term sheet on us did do us a really big favor by connecting us with a group we did not have a relationship with, saying, hey, you know, he basically said, I heard this group's active. I know them. They're good guys. You should see if they'll do the deal. They came out. They toured the site. We worked through the details, and we were actually able to find an opportunity that got us a loan that we needed at about the rates that we were expecting. Um, reached out to them. They, they did ultimately doing the deal. 
at almost identical terms to what we had initially signed up for with this other group, but they did have a few terms that were actually better. So, you know, it all worked out where we actually ended up getting a better deal out of it. But that kind of month or so of trying to find a bank, I was given, you know, Mike's list of like, here's our 50 bank contacts that I've worked with or communicated in the past. And it was legitimate just cold calling of, hey, are you active in construction? And being met with the, now, you know, we're, this is uncharted, uncertain times, et cetera. So that was definitely uh, difficult as well. And it was incredible to see everything come together. And that actually led to an important lesson that I've learned. And that is, you're always going to be faced with really tough problems. Big issues that hit you in the face and you're not sure what to do. But what I have found is when you bring great people together with the tenacity and energy and drive to try to solve that problem, that they come together and they find a way through even when it seems that all hope is lost. When we come back, sometimes the best way to counter problems is to plan for them before they ever happen. Hey, it's Mike. Let's beat the banks at their own game. Traditional banks don't have great interest rates, but they charge businesses like Norhart higher rates, and they keep all the profits. Why don't we cut out the middleman and connect directly, thus leaving more for both of us? Invest with us and earn fantastic interest rates. To learn more, visit norhart.com. That's N-O-R-H-A-R-T.com and click on invest. So if you're looking to grow your returns, then why not join Norhart Invest today and get more than you ever could at a bank? This is an offering by Norhart Invest. Investments can only be made through the Norhart Invest website. For more information, including the offering circular, please visit norhart.com forward slash invest. In 2020, Norhart was in the midst of a cultural shift toward hiring the best of the best, being value-based, and looking to their employees to solve everyday problems. Uh, when I first got hired, there was a big change going on where we sat down with every employee. Well, the higher-ups sat down with every employee, including myself. This is Derek, an electrician at Norhart. And kind of went over their values, what they offer, what they, you know, how they work with the company. And there was a big change of employees. Like there were some that just didn't care and that kind of gets contagious. And yeah, when we, back then when we had a lot of errors, we would just go through, do the unit and then move on to the next. Nobody would check. And part of that's time, part of that is just quality of people. But one thing that Norhart has stressed since I've been here is the quality of person that they do hire. With a team of quality employees on the job site, Mike looked externally to learn a new way of solving problems and boosting efficiency. If you think as a leader that you alone can solve the problems in your business to improve efficiency, the reality is you can't. You're just one brain. But you need the brain power of everyone in your organization working together toward that end goal. So one of the things that we did was to partner up with Toyota. Toyota is the inventor of something called Lean. And Lean is a method for improving productivity within an organization. And it's incredible. Uh, there are core wastes and things that we do that we don't even see, that we can eliminate to improve what we're doing. 
uh, you know, if you take any one process and just study it and stand there and watch it for a while, you start to identify those little issues and you can work to tweak and make changes and improve from that. Yeah, I would say uh, Mike and higher management really implemented Lean, which kind of came off silly at first, if I'm being honest, but after you think about it and realize how much money and time you can save with just a simple idea, that really pushed us forward. And also hiring the right people that are on board with finding better ideas, better ways of doing things. Because there's always a better way of doing things. I mean, there's nine ways to skin a cat and we're trying to find the smoothest and most cost-effective way to do it. One of the big things that I learned from Toyota is to stop and watch the work. When Toyota first came out, they uh, said, Mike, all right, let's go. Let's go out and just stand with the carpenters. And I'm like, what? what? Really? You want me to awkwardly stand there? Yes. And we stood there for hours. And uh, it was it was really awkward at first because I'm so much a, a driven, focused person that I just want to see the results happen. And when you see someone standing around, you think, well, they're just wasting time. But it's not. And see, what I had done before is I had been focusing on the result of the work. But what I really needed to do was focus on the production of that work. And as we watched, we identified a lot of little changes that we could make to see the production increase. Then once we started to get that habit in place, then we started to do things like production control boards. So this is a list of tasks that go into each time that object is completed. So if it's the plumbers plumbing a unit, they might break the plumbing into the water and then the drain waste and vent to maybe the, the strapping off to the drilling holes, identify each part of that. And they start to measure the amount of time those individual tasks take to just start to schedule that out. But the key here is it's on a whiteboard that's in their space. And what they need to do is to identify if they missed a certain timeline that they were hoping to meet, what was the issue that caused that problem? And in the last column, what we call is the countermeasure. What step is that team taking to ensure that little problem never happens again for them in the future? And so for us, this lean, this continuous improvement is a key part of what we're doing. I think one of the, one of the big things that we have going for us is... This is Dan, Norhart's Director of Production and Automation. We do try to bring in consultants and, and ask experts, but we only give experts, that's a data point. And it doesn't mean that you don't want to stand on the shoulders of everybody that came before you. Let's, let's not fall through the same pitfalls that other people have done. Let's always learn from that. But I think that's something that sets us apart in that I see it all the time, um, just dealing with foremen. Uh, we, we can have a group of foremen and spitballing ideas and the same guy that can be part of the conversation actively, why do we do it like that? And, and why do you do it in that order? And couldn't we, that same guy, when the conversation is in his area of expertise, 
is the one squashing it. That's not how you do it. We're not trying to reinvent the process. It, you, you get stuck in your ways even when you don't mean to be. You already know the answers to things, so you don't question anything. And it, it takes not being an expert to fully, freely question things. And I think in the realm of construction, we've all been building for, for centuries. Those processes have been figured out. And so everybody just simply takes the next step. You don't reinvent it. We already know how this stuff works. Just take the next step. And it takes a very deliberate approach to say, I get it. That's how, that's how you do this thing. But why? And is there some pieces of this that we could, could do differently? What of this could we, could we do different material, do it in a different order, do it before it gets to the construction site? And I think that's one of the things that is setting us apart is that we are trying very deliberately to question every step of it. Why is it done that way? Does it have to be done that way? Another piece of the puzzle to try to build the culture of continuous improvement is that we create videos every single week. Each team produces a little video of an improvement that they made within their team. And often these videos are quite fun. And on Fridays, you hear guys, construction workers cheering, excited for one another as other teammates have made some incredible videos showing off the improvements that they made. And there's a winner each week. Uh, they get some prizes and it's just the glory of it all is fun as well. I think it's just at the core of, of me and I think it's at the core of Mike and and I think there's some some good intelligent people at Norhart that at the core of them is continually saying is there a better way to do this and and I know I frustrate people with all my questions and and I, I get to where foremen are, are pulling their hair out saying stop questioning everything I do um, but I, part of it is, is just being inquisitive. Why do we do it that way? Um, but part of it is me trying to break that down and say, why? Why do we do it like that? I was just built this way. Filling out Norhart's staff with people who are motivated by innovation means the company can move and operate with agility. Hiring people that are always thinking outside the box, trying things, and it's knowing it's not always gonna work, really kind of pushes everybody forward. And that's something we've done a pretty good job on, is getting the right kind of people on our crews. So I think always challenging ourselves and trying new things and not being scared to try new things. This is Angela, Norhart's materials manager. Is how we're gonna get there too. And that's one thing that this company has not been scared of, and that's change. Um, if you don't change, die. And I think that uh, we're never gonna find a spot where we're complacent and that's something that is gonna keep us getting towards those goals. So like on the finished carpentry side of things, uh, we absorbed granite and did it in house. But when we first were dubbed that task, we're like, oh, we don't even know how to do this. We don't even know how to install granite. But we put our heads together, learned videos or watched videos, um, reached out to the vendors to get assistance to come help teach us. Um, just that fear of the unknown was something that made us feel like it wasn't possible. But then we challenged it. We knew we, knew we weren't gonna be perfect off the bat, but that we were gonna put that effort into it. 
and the first couple units, they, they weren't the prettiest. Um, but you could see us getting better and better and better. Um, and then building that confidence too, like, oh yes, we actually didn't, we came into it with a negative mindset thinking that we couldn't do it. And then, you know, the negativity could continue because you're not successful and perfect at it right off the bat. But not giving up and continually challenging yourself, um, we got better and we've streamlined it now too. Once you go through something that you know that you right off the bat thought you couldn't do and you overcome it, that just helps you for the next time when you hit it too. So when we had that and overcame that hurdle, when we took Jip Cretan House too, that changed our mindset right off the bat as well. Like, oh, we don't know it, but we can probably learn it. And we also had that history that we learned from the first one too, that we aren't gonna be perfect off the bat. So that we need to see it through. And if you're better than you were the next day, you are improving. So keeping that coaching in mind that not losing sight of not being perfect right off the bat does not mean you're failing. If you're not learning from your mistakes, then they are mistakes. But if you're taking those as learning opportunities, that you are bettering yourself. Um, and just having that, learning those obstacles and getting that confidence, I think has helped us and Norhart pushing us to do the unknown and see what you can grow into um, is something that you don't normally get with companies too, because being an EMT, there isn't a lot of, oh, you could do it this way or that way. It's pretty black and white. And even in the retail space, they have planograms. It's this way. This is the only way it's black and white. Um, and that's a blessing with Norhart. It isn't black and white. It's, we could probably try it this way, or we could challenge ourselves to do something even harder. Um, or doing something different completely. I think I said it earlier that having people you work with that you know are, are that are thinking outside the box, thinking of new ideas, that's contagious. But so is someone who doesn't care, just kind of low morale, and that spreads to other people. Uh, yeah, and like if you got one guy that's just saying negative stuff and just saying, "Oh, we'll just leave it," you're gonna have a couple other people that that thought crosses their mind as well. And that's something we're not trying to have on the job site. I think just uh, negativity is contagious and um, it can turn into a cancer. It's so much easier to find the, the what's wrong than it is to find what's right, especially when you're frustrated. Um, so that's a challenge in itself, staying positive. Days are hard, but when you have positive energy, it's, it's better to be around too, to be honest. And uh, you get more done. And you're not problem solving if you're you're dwelling on negativity. Uh, so it's a big deal to to keep your mind in the right spot, the right headspace. Bringing everybody in, making sure everybody has those values. This is Rudy, Norhart's plumbing department project manager. People feel unified and they feel heard and their and their complaints and their changes and their input is valued. I think um, is the biggest factor in seeing that culture shift because as you add people now to a company that already has, you know, employees that are all bought into the same vision and they all operate under the same values, I think that it's just natural. It's probably even easier for um, new hires 
to be surrounded with this culture and say, oh, well, there's, you know, maybe even subconsciously, well, I'm just going to fit into this culture because that's typically, you know, people want to fit in. So if the culture is a certain way already, now that we have that base, um, it's easy to hire new people that, that fit into that and that are encouraged to work on those set of values. One thing we challenge people on regularly is to give and receive feedback. There's two parts to this. And the first is to be good at receiving feedback. You know, I've seen it where people see negative feedback is something fundamentally negative. That's not the case. Negative feedback is actually one of the best gifts you can ever receive. And so it's important for us as employees to hear the feedback, to ask questions, to try to understand what's being said, not to be defensive, but understand. And just because you hear the feedback doesn't necessarily mean that you need to decide to apply it to your own life. But the important thing is that you hear it and that you make the giver of that feedback glad to have given it to you, that to given you this gift. We have to learn, we have to adapt, and we have to improve. And I, I think that pretty much is clear-cut, doesn't need a ton of explanation, but um, if we're not improving the system we build within, um, we're no better than all the competitors. So it's, it's let's find ways to be able to build efficiently and to uh, let's find even when it gets to the crew like you were asking earlier Let's find a way to connect with the crew building working relationships is one thing But maintaining them not to mention staff morale requires open communication a habit that we have is weekly team meetings This is a weekly meeting usually about an hour or an hour and a half each week with their team and the big goal during these team meetings is to identify discuss and solve issues. See, there are issues that we face every single day in our job. And as individuals, we want to work to solve the issues that we can, and they are empowered to just do it, to just solve the issue uh, that they're faced with. But some issues require more coordination with the whole group, the whole team. And this is a great place for people to come together. And so we spend time really diving into what those issues are then we work and we discuss it, try to understand the issue, to the, asking the five whys, like what is the root cause really of this issue? And then we want to work to find a solution. Those solutions then go into a, uh, either a whiteboard or a document where we have to-dos. And these are specific action items that we expect each a person to take and we'll assign those to people in the group. And then the next week we follow it up and we ask, well, what are the results? Is that to do done or not done? And that's our way to ensure that the change is actually happening uh, to solve the issues and problems that we're facing. We do these 360s where it's kind of, uh, it's a day uh, we set aside to just sit in a circle with everybody on the crew um, and we kind of have a format we follow we've developed over the past couple of years um, and we just we sit down and we say okay 
we go around the table. What are what are what are some some you know criticisms or areas that people could work on? And then and you go around and you and you list that with every individual on the crew and you say, hey, I think you've shown up to work late, or I think the negative attitude towards other trades or whatever it is with the individual you can highlight it and they and they can hear from their peers um certain certain critical things that that would help them improve as an individual and yeah i mean when i first started there was some people that just would not take constructive criticism uh definitely a couple that come to mind and I would, there would be people that came up to them and I would hear them or be part of it and they would try to give them advice or ways to do things in the way it should be done. Not even just according to Norhart standards, but according to the electrical code. And they would just be very standoffish and then just proceed to do it their way. As far as even things like setting and splicing a panel, as far as like breakers in a unit and then Obviously, something like that would have to go back and be fixed to correct standards. And that just kind of kills the efficiency. If you have the right frame of mind, those things should be welcomed. Um, I know if, if I'm lacking in an area, I'd want to know. And, and, and I've asked for that, too. Um, and then you go around and you say, hey, here's what I love about you. Here's what, here's what you bring to the table every day that encourages me. These are things that I think are your strong suit. Um, so we, we have an opportunity to give feedback like that um, within our crew. The second part is we challenge our staff to be brave at giving feedback. Oh, it can be terrifying to give someone negative feedback. We're afraid that that person might see us negatively or that we're out to get them. But that's not the case. The case is that we're giving that person a gift. We're fearful for that that relationship might de deteriorate. But we never want that to be the case. We want negative feedback to flow like it's water because it's truly a gift for us all. When we come back, the Norhart team discovers the secret to building a winning culture. Hey, it's Mike. Passive income is one of this year's hottest buzzwords, but what is it? Well, passive income is when the elite make money and the rest of us sleep. Here at Norhart, we decided to open up this opportunity to everyone by giving you the chance to invest with us and earn fantastic interest rates without doing a thing. To learn more, visit norhart.com. That's N-O-R-H-A-R-T.com and click on invest. So if you're looking to grow your returns, then why not join Norhart Invest today and see what you can build towards. This is an offering by Norhart Invest. Investments can only be made through the Norhart Invest website. For more information, including the offering circular, please visit norhart.com forward slash invest. With their rock salad culture in place, Norhart is ready to take on the world. But what are the pillars that the culture is built on? You know, I've never been part of a company like this that cared so much about their their employees. This is Keith, Norhart's facility director. I mean, uh, we have unlimited PTO. Uh, everybody has a voice here. Everybody 
is able to make a decision and problem solve on their own. And then we learn from our mistakes, not like, hey, you screwed up. So, you know, there's the door. It was like, okay, what went wrong and what can we do to fix it and how are we going to make it better? As a manager, it's so easy to say a bunch of stuff to your employees, but it's hard to go the other way. And we want to make sure all of our managers are stopping and listening to their team every week. I do mine religiously and I start all of mine off simply with how's it going? And then I just stop and listen. And employees can bring up anything that they want that could be work related, that could be personal, whatever they want to talk about, I'm here to talk about it with them. And so we want to hear them out. But the second part of it is that we want to be building an authentic relationship with our team. It's so easy for that relationship between employee and manager to become distant or transactional. We don't want to be, we don't want it to be like that. Instead, we want that relationship to form, to make this feel more in the way that we care for our team. You know, everybody has an opinion. It's not like me telling everybody what to do every day. It's like, hey, you're in this role, you know, you do what you do. Uh, you're the professional. I want, I'm going to look at you for your advice. I want to know how I can make your job easier. Or how can we make doing things a little bit more efficient and, you know, trying to focus on being lean, you know, where, where can we pick up some time savings every day? Where can we pick up some cost savings on certain things that we do? Um, you know, that's impactful. Things used to be kind of negative um, at one point in time. This is Megan, who is in charge of Norhart's human resources and accounts payable. I know there were people that would just quit and walk off the job because they thought things were kind of ridiculous or they would get angry or we'd have hotheads working for us. And um, once, once we changed things and decided that we should really hire high quality people at higher wage and expect more out of them is when we really started seeing uh, a really good culture change. Uh, for the best. It, it was hard to work for a little while in like a negative environment of people that didn't want to be there or were just so negative about the way that things were going. So it's been a really, really positive change. Many people join a company because of the reputation of the company or the recruiters that they got in touch with. But people leave an organization because of the interaction that they have with their managers and their coworkers. And so it's so important for us to get that culture right down to the individual employee because it's those people, your coworkers and the people around you that, that create the experience that you have within your company. It's really, honestly, all starts with our hiring process and how that's changed. Um, I think we've really, once we started being particular and hiring really great people that fit our values, it kind of just seems like everybody fell into place where we have all these people that kind of live by these positive, um, growing, pushing forward kind of values. Um, everybody here wants to grow and learn and with the people that we had to begin with, um, kind of set the tone for that and then bringing in the people that we have been um, have really helped help that grow even more. We're respectful 
supportive, humble, open, honest, and vulnerable. And each one of those words mean something to us in our company. But I want to touch on the first. See, stereotypically, construction sites are not known for being super respectful. It tends to be a gruff group of guys speaking down to one another, making people feel inferior to one another. It's just not a great environment. In fact, I've had team members come and come work for us who told me some of the stories that they faced at other companies. And I can remember one in particular where this poor guy was an apprentice. And he was a plumber, and it takes four years to become a journeyman. And he was placed on the same repetitive, entry-level job over and over again for years. I said, Mike, I had the skill and the capability. You know I did because I'm working here today. But the reason my manager did that, very honestly, is that he wanted to keep me as an apprentice. Because if I stayed an apprentice, he could pay me less. And I think, how horrible, how misguided is this manager's view on life? We take a totally different stance. We want our employees to actually become journeyman, journeyman as fast as they can. We actually went to the state and asked for a special exemption to allow them to become a journeyman in one or two years. Our teams are learning and growing as fast as they can. And when you do that, now your staff are performing at a higher level than they ever have before. Yes, you're paying them more, but they're more motivated, they're more driven, and they're producing worth that's greater than what you're paying for them. Never hold your staff back just because. You want to empower them to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. You know, when you say a company offers unlimited PTO, you're thinking, oh man, I'm gonna take a week off every month and you know, enjoy life. Well, that's not the way it is. Most people don't even utilize their, their PTO. They rarely take it. They're just bought into what you're doing. You know, they're, they're, they're vested, you know, they finally get to work for a company that cares about them as, as a person. Uh, so they work harder and they just want to be here. You know, they don't, and we're a team. I mean, every single person on my team has a significant role. So if they're not here, you know, that obviously affects how we get things done. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing to watch. Uh, Norhard is a really fun place to work. Um, I actually really miss being out on the construction site all the time because there's just, they're such fun people to be around. They all have great attitudes and something to laugh about every day. I swear, it's always something new. So it's just a really fun environment of good, positive people to be around. I would recommend it to anybody. Great benefits. <laughs> Friendships don't happen because a company leader says it should happen. Friendships happen because you have amazing people beside you and you just want to do fun things together. So team members often speak up and say, hey, I have a cool idea. As a company, we'll help sponsor or support in some way. 
But then those amazing people just come together and enjoy their time with one another. Norhart has built a culture resilient enough to counter any and all problems through industry-leading hiring practices, fostering camaraderie, and making their employees feel heard. Here's Megan on why she's proud to work at Norhart. Well, I'd say what I'm most proud of is kind of a combination of the company and myself. Um, just how far we've come to see buildings go up um, from start to finish. And I get to say I had a hand in that building or, you know, I, I paid every single invoice that built that building um, is really fulfilling to be able to, to drive by and see things start to finish. It's really fun, like on my social media and stuff, I can see like one year ago today or five years ago today. And things pop up on there all the time of like when we were first starting Encore and you could see it was just like, dirt and trees down all over and then you can see like a couple weeks later we have a framed up building and then to see the end result it's just it's really proud to be or i'm really proud to be part of that whole process and to have been through multiple buildings start to finish and see the improvements that we've made watching that progress uh you know as we evolved into the company that we are today uh, it's just been amazing to watch i didn't realize how much the company saw in me and i'm just used to i'm used to putting in hard work and um, but not always being recognized for it and it's just been really new to me to see uh, a company believe in me and not only believe in me that i can take on new challenges but just challenging myself, this company's made me grow as a person, and I never thought I'd be here. Honestly, uh, if you asked me two years ago, I'd be the materials manager of a very big, highly successful construction company. I would have laughed in your face. I, uh, I didn't think I'd be here, and I'm very grateful for it. Everything we do is around our values, and um, you know when that starts at the top and then trickles down, it's just it's it's fun to watch and. Everybody's accessible. You know, usually you think of the COO, the CEO, the owner of the company that, you know, you never see them. They're sitting in an ivory tower or somewhere, you know, offsite, but they are in the grind every single day. I think it's innovation. I think it's tenacity. Here's Dean, Norhart's director of construction. And I think it's camaraderie. I think as we keep growing, there's more and more aspects or divisions of the company that continue to grow and to be on the same page as the whole company. I feel like that's where some companies fail is they grow so fast and some areas of the company aren't on the same page as others. If we, if we are all have the same goals in mind um, and we're tenacious about it and we continue to work to find those solutions, um, we're going to get there. Next time on Zero to Unicorn, with all the pieces necessary to achieve unicorn status securely in place, the question remains, where does Norhart go from here? <laughs>